In a famous Monty Python sketch called The Argument Clinic, a man played by Michael Palin enters an office and says to the receptionist, I'd like to have an argument, please. What is odd about this request is that it doesn't specify what the argument is to be about. Any topic, it seems, will do. And as it turns out, no topic is put on the table. For Palin and his interlocutors, he is shunted from office to office, never proceed beyond arguing about what is and is not an argument. But of course, that is a topic. And in the absence of some more substantive disagreement, it becomes substantive itself. The argument about argument fills the argumentative space and acquires a momentum of its own. And that momentum is uncontrollable. The Palin character tries to control it and get a secure footing by putting a limit on the form argument can take. He objects that one of his argument partners, played by John Cleese, is not really arguing but just contradicting. An argument, he insists, is a connected series of statements intended to establish a proposition, while a contradiction is just the automatic gainsaying of any statement the other person makes. The reply is brief and brilliant. No, it isn't. Or in other and more words, you say that contradiction can be cleanly distinguished from argument, but I refute your point, that is, argue against it, simply by denying it, and thereby putting both of us in the position of having to give reasons. You now have to explain why contradiction has no place in the field of argument, and I have to explain why contradiction can be a move in the argument game, as I've just demonstrated it is. So there. The amount of words I've had to expand in order to gloss, no it isn't, is testimony to the wonderful conciseness of the Cleese character's retort. This sketch teaches, at least, three lessons. One, you can't just engage an argument in the abstract. An abstract argument, an argument where there is nothing at stake, and you are just practicing the form, is what the Palin character asks for. But before he knows it, he is enmeshed in a very specific argument, about argument, and the cool distance he affects when announcing, I'd like to have an argument, please, gives way quickly to the exasperation that always attends the real thing. 2. You can neither avoid argument when it is offered to you, nor extricate yourself from it on your terms. When the Palin character grows tired of the game and says, I've had enough of this, his partner in Agon replies, No, you haven't. And it begins all over again. 3. You cannot manage argument. The career of argument is always running ahead of the intentions and desires of those who engage in it. As an arguer, you're always playing catch-up, trying to deal with the twists and turns you had not anticipated. A fourth, more overarching lesson follows from the first three. There are no general strategies for conducting an argument, because the specific something arguments are always about will always be embedded in a social or institutional setting in relation to which some, but not all, strategies will be relevant and at least potentially effective. In the political arena, one tried-and-true strategy is to smear or swift-boat your opponent, accusing him or her of all manner of crimes, lies, betrayals, indecencies, improprieties, and failures of judgment. But if you do that in an academic argument, an argument between two scholars about the interpretation of a poem or the correct account of a historical event, you might be rebuked and sent away because you will have flouted the decorum of the academic game. The ways of argument are context-specific. 
And while there are surely some general things to be said about argument, and an entire intellectual tradition called rhetoric dedicated to saying them, in the end, the study of argument will be a study of the various contexts in which one encounters argument in its various forms. One general thing that can properly be said about argument is that it is essentially the art of persuasion, the art of trying to move someone from an adherence to position A, which might be political, economic, domestic, aesthetic, military, theological, whatever, to an embracing of position B. Here is a very small example. An 11-year-old boy wants to go to the mall with his friends. His mother says, no. He asks, why? Short for, what are your reasons? She replies, because I say so. Is that a reason? Is she making an argument? We might think that the answer to both questions is no. She's just asserting her authority, putting her foot down. But that would be to make the mistake made by the Palin character when he declares that to contradict is not to argue. Argument is protean, ever-changing, variable, mutable, kaleidoscopic, voracious, and almost anything can be its vehicle. Swinging a big stick, putting on a badge, intoning a holy phrase, making the sign of the cross, wearing a uniform, speaking in a stentorian tone.